0: I'm Dave,
1: and today we discuss episode seventy-nine, World. Dave, how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm getting ready. I'm going back to school for my final semester this week.
1: Uh, yes, <laughs> it'll be a big uh, relief once that's all done.
0: Oh uh, yeah, you know it. God, I just got a new bag. Uh, Army canvas bag to carry my stuff around. Figure I look a bit more adult than a backpack.
1: <laughs> Leaving the Jurassic Park one at home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to attach one of those little keychain plushies of a brachiosaurus
1: to it. Oh, nice. haven't been attacked. Oh, no,
2: that's uh, my lucky pack. That's how it always looks. Your lucky pack!
1: Not a lot of news to uh, discuss this week, but we do have a couple of interesting things. First up, Real News Hawaii are uh, working hard to put together a, uh, you'd have to say, a definitive uh, Jurassic Film locations map on the Hawaiian Mm -hmm. Islands. This thing looks fantastic at the moment, using Google Earth. Um, mm-hmm. And it just sort of... We we're, were discussing last week about how it would be great for him to get back to Kauai and um, away from the ranch area on Huo. Uh, I stuffed that up. Oahu? Oahu.
0: Oahu?
1: Yeah. Oahu. <laughs> um, uh, Those were my names can be tricky. Yeah, especially when there's an apostrophe in there. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, but just looking here, like some of the most iconic locations in the Jurassic franchise: the waterfall helipad, the Jurassic mm-hmm. gates, the Tyrannosaur paddock area. Um, yeah. Even in the Lost World, the the Mercedes and the the RV going up the up the valley. Plus, there's some others here too. You got um, the amber. That was interesting. The amber mine and the waterfall and that I thought were all on the um, on the ranch as well, but they're at the uh, Valley House. Where yeah. the, uh, the visitor center facade was set up, the sick triceratops, mm-hmm. and the raptor mm-hmm. pen, of course, as well.
0: And this really reinforces what I said last uh, last week on our episode about how when Spielberg filmed on Kauai, he filmed on all four corners. Oh I mean, yeah. It <laughs> stretched across all four corners of the island here, and then of course you had um since The Lost World filmed mostly in the Redwoods on location instead of Kauai this time uh, they just have two, three kind of uh, little dots here
1: Mm.
0: and then of course Jurassic Park 3 filmed I did not realize that they had had filmed the the opening attack on uh, Malakai I did not realize that. I always thought that was done on Oahu so I apologise for that. Dress Park 3 really looks like it filmed across all three of the main islands except for the big island.
1: Yeah, and that's what that's the one thing I found interesting when I brought the map up, that nothing was filmed on the main island of Hawaii. You'd think with all the, um, even with all the films that set up at the ranch and that, you'd think there'd be some sort of studio facility set up at Hawaii for in, mm-hmm. inside shots to build sets on and that, but there's nothing.
0: Um. No, not really. Hawaii uh, is mostly for its natural beauty. If you're going to any kind of tropical location, I mean, heck, Dress uh, Park 3 used Hawaii for not just Isla Nublar, but for San Jose, which actually is not on the coast of Costa Rica. It's, <laughs> in, the the, it's in the middle of the country.
1: Yeah, that that one but there. They used
0: it for the San Jose, uh, that little cafe there, and then they used it for the dominican republic mine as well and that was all on one island so pretty much it's whenever you want one kind of tropical location doesn't really matter what kind of tropical location it is you go to hawaii Hmm.
1: yeah it's interesting too they've got a couple of the uh locations for the upcoming fallen kingdom as well the uh where we see the plane approach the islands or the coastline is that's at maui as well as the um I'm guessing the Mama's Fish House is where Chris and Bryce were filmed doing the uh, Blues Alive section from the front of the trailer as well.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I actually did this one time in my own personal Google Earth where I um, dotted, and instead of using these colored dots, I just used the film logos. Oh, yeah, yep. I used the Lost Worlds logo or Jurassic Park logo or Jurassic Park 3's logo. And this was before Jurassic World came out and... I think it was like a year or two before it came out that I did this, and so I didn't have any of the locations for there, but I did have it for the trilogy. And then I also went to the redwood. I also went to the redwoods and pinpointed those locations too. I rulers uh, doesn't do the redwoods. Uh, they're Hawaii-based only, so of course I want not have those locations.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. They've got a um, lot more high-res. Mapping in what they used to have because they can zoom right into those Jurassic Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, you can't. You can't do three D. No which is a shame because but... you can see the top of the falls, but you can't see what's at the bottom.
0: <laughs> On Google Earth, you can. Yeah, you can do three. You can do three D, and you can look at the falls right from ground view.
1: Yep. And even we'll t- <laughs> talking last week too about just the terrain. Um, and looking at, it here at the electric fence location for where the uh, grand and the kids come up on the perimeter fence, just being a series of canyons and ridges, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like yeah, you're building your zoo on this. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's just great. I do recall seeing um, some sort of Google Maps version of the filming locations before, but um, definitely not to this. I think it's just a um, a photo, and, and you're sort of using using the pinpoints on that photo to try and zoom in on Google mm-hmm. Google Maps, but I think, again trying to find some sort of a hint as to what was actually there originally. But yeah, because even yeah. even um one thing I do love here, which we didn't discuss in the minute, in the uh, earlier episodes either, is um where the barge arrives on Sauna, and. Mm-hmm. Nick and that are talking about the five deaths, and you've got that nice coastline behind them. That's all mm-hmm. opposite the, um, the... Well, that's right beside where the storm jetty sequence or shots were from the original film of the storm break, and mm-hmm. the waves crashing over there. And if you'd turn mm-hmm. around, you'd find quite a substantial yeah, yeah. harbour and all that on the opposite side of the river. <laughs>
0: oh, it's funny. I always thought it was amazing how Spielberg can turn just a location. You don't even realise it. That you're just looking at this wall of rock and green mm. on one side, and you don't even realize that. I mean, if you turn around, you got a hotel there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not secluded whatsoever, but Spielberg is great at doing that, and he's able to turn even the most busiest spots into this feeling of isolation. You know?
1: And it's just, and it's because even the funny thing is, like they're on the barges there with the RVs and everything, yet the approach two sauna that we see at the st- um, with the barge heading to the island is completely mm-hmm. on the opposite side of the island so that, that barge would have had to have steamed around there um, no cast and crew were on board when it was approaching the island of course but film that, then have it steam all the way back around to the opposite side of the island to this harbour so they could film, <laughs> film that stuff mm-hmm. and it's just again, it's interesting how they can sit there and do stuff like that where you're going to be in the public, okay it's all on a floating set, but then Trudge out to the middle of the island where the Jurassic gates were set up and the Trenasaur paddock mm-hmm. basically make their own road in there. Because looking at the map here, there's only a very small, windy walking track in there. And yeah. real real news before I've said that to get in there, it's a, it's a four or five hour trek or something to get in there by foot or by yeah. motor, motorcycle. But yeah, it's just, it, it's a, again, how they can sit and go to a completely remote spot like that for a set... And then just come to an open area. Um, mm-hmm. We've we've talked before, even with uh, Jurassic Park Three, how the uh, the airstrip, same thing. If you sort of just turned the opposite way,
0: you don't even realize that. I mean, if you look at the the runway that they use, is just one one kind of offshoot road that is on the side of this what really looks like a regular airport. Yeah, you <laughs> no? know. So if you turn one way, you'll see airport. You'll see the you'll see trees, and beyond that, the Pacific Ocean and an airport. And on the other side is mountains.
1: Yeah, you know? it's probably one of the closest airports I've ever seen to the ocean. Actually, there's you could you could throw a stone from the beach to the main runway. But um, yeah, yeah really. you've just got this offshoot road, dirt, or uh, it'd have to be light tarmac or something, just heading off and pointing towards those mountains. And when you have a plane pointing that direction and film with it It just brings up that sauna airstrip um i love you too you can see the uh the cleared line below the mountains of where the power lines are that i've (laughs) I've mentioned in that um airstrip shot you can see power lines against the far Mm -hmm. hill (laughs) but uh, it's also interesting that um like the Fallen Kingdom stuff's been filmed here at this airport as well, with the uh, the skydiving mm-hmm. plane that we see at the start of the start of the uh, trailer. So, um, yeah, they're doing doing a good job of this. Um, it's going to be updated, of course, when Fallen Kingdom comes out. But
2: mm-hmm. it
1: definitely gives because uh, there's a few people we know that uh, have been making the trek over there recently and or about to. So. Um, having this on hand would be a, a massive bonus heading over there. We're just researching before you head over there as well. So you can plan your trip.
0: So this really is a great, yeah, that's a good point. This really is a great guide for if you're um, planning a trip to all the Jurassic locations. It's brings them all up right there for you, you know?
1: Yeah, yep.
0: People kind of really hunting for them. Like when I was in the Redwoods, the inn did not have Wi-Fi. It's a hundred-year-old inn. It just doesn't have the infrastructure or the kind of <clears throat> uh, telecommunication lines that are built out there. They just don't have that out there, and so I was—I really couldn't. I was going mostly on memory
1: yep. of what
0: was uh, what was uh, I was looking for.
1: And that's that's a very yeah, exactly. Um, you can't expect to be able to be on the internet on your phone or mobile device. Um, when visiting these locations, I always have to laugh. Sometimes you see um, young women that uh, can't change a car time, so that's okay, I'll just YouTube it if it ever happens. Well, <laughs> that's 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 all good, assuming you can access your phone where you're broken down. But, um, yeah, exactly. In early March, in about eight weeks' time, I'll be heading out to Broken Hill, where they filmed a lot of Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. And um, mm-hmm. same thing out there. Not a lot of um, phone service or reception out there, so a lot of the filming location, maps, um, and all the details I have to save, or I'm actually going to print it out, so I've got a physical, <laughs> a physical clipboard with everything I need on it, but um, yeah, just small things like that you don't really realise, and you you go out and all of a sudden you're trying to go off memory because your phone doesn't work.
0: Mhm. Wow. These images are incredible, legendary. Wow. Guys shoot their whole life, they never get stuff half this good. Wow. I mean, you can give me the Pulitzer right now, today, please. Wow. Competition's over, close the entries, I'd like to thank everybody who lost.
1: And lastly, a bit of last week's news with some uh, added bonus features. Um, Funcar have released a couple more, or well, some exclusives along for their Jurassic Park line. So we've already had the Raptor, the Dilophosaur. I love how the Dilophosaur's got a bit of yellow and red on the frill. Like a mm-hmm. bit of colour there. I never noticed last week that Grant's actually holding his Raptor Claw. Yeah, he is. (laughs) Which was fantastic, and um, of course Nedry's got his little shaving cream can. Uh, I wonder Mm -hmm. if they couldn't get the barbasol license, or if they just the can's too small to write barbasol on there because it's got the red and white bands on it, but it doesn't say barbasol on there at all.
0: Um, Oh, the thing about Funko is it's mostly it's very minimalist. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Sam Neil wrote on Twitter is really funny that he's he's. Standing there for the sculpting for, like, three hours, and they forgot his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it's very it's a very minimalist design, and so I do like that they included the raptor claw. I'm looking at the raptor claw when you zoom in. It looks really accurate. Yeah. But I think it's just that the can, the barbersaw can is just too small to write barbersaw on. I mean, you, under, you you can see by the colors what it's meant to be, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I just love too if that Grant, oh well, he's got the pocket knife and that on his hip that we never see. It's it's in the film but he never uses it once to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just a sign of nineteen ninety three or ninety two as well, just being able to fly to Costa Rica with that thing on your hip. <laughs> How the airlines have changed. Hammond
0: so, has a private jet though he's flying to. Oh
1: yeah, good point. Good point. Um, so yeah, yeah, we had all the stuff before, but they've come out. Um, a couple of days ago now with an exclusive to Target, Ian Malcolm. Uh, the classic shot of the stud himself laying on his side. His uh, legs all torn up, he's got bandages on it, blood, the tourniquet, and his shirt's open.
0: <laughs>
1: I, was, I was staying strong. I was going to say, yep, that's fine, if you want to collect them, collect them, but this Changes things. Um, it does. I think I'm all in for the uh, the, the Jurassic line now. Um, <laughs> there's there's a couple of exclusives. We got um, this in. Mean, we've also got a a two pack of Dennis Nedrin and the Sword, But he's got some. Uh, he's he's been spat on the face. But this looks more like they've got a uh, a paint gun and just sort of daubed. <laughs> it's it's a little bit light and a little bit speckly. It's not even on his eyes, but. Um, that's exclusive as well to uh, Entertainment Earth, has got that one. And they've got a limited edition Galifosaur as well, without the frill. Um, Which is looking a little blue here, I don't know if that's just production photos, or what, or what the go is with that. Oh, I suppose the other one looks, it's more of a lighter green, I suppose. But, yeah, um, (laughs) especially if, um, Mount aren't doing humans, Um, and the, Iron studios Ironhead studios one's being a hundred dollars or over a hundred dollars each um
0: mm-hmm.
1: we we talked when those come out how they'll sort of a they'll a representation of Malcolm and grant but they weren't hundred percent well they weren't the hot toys sort of quality or deep with detail
0: mm-hmm.
1: i nearly reckon these have got just as much just as recognizable um especially the grant and the malcolm Oh
0: yeah, they they're definitely recognizable for who they're supposed to be.
1: Yeah.
0: And you won't look at them and wonder who's that supposed to be. Yeah. No.
1: If anything, the um, the hmm. Nedry, he could be fatter, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, he
0: definitely. I thought that too. where he could be fatter. Hmm. But the body styles are all supposed to, essentially kind of the same, you know.
1: Well, and definitely yeah, and definitely the heads too. Um, yeah. Well, they might have a chin, they might not have a chin. He's got a chin, of course, because he's a little bit bigger in the head, but... Um, mm. But even even Hammond looks weird with the glasses. <laughs> he almost <laughs> looks like a frog. But we got Rexy there as well. They sort of... They look good for infant, baby animals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that Jeep. <laughs> um, and there's also been a... Um, they've hinted at they're going to do some stuff for Fallen Kingdom as well, so... We'll see what comes with that. Of course, the Raptors probably going to be repainted into blue. Um, mm-hmm. I think they mentioned something about Claire being involved, or if Claire was involved, it's probably going to be a straight-up repaint of Ellie with a little bit of you hair know, change probably. and just a yeah. blue version of the Jeep. But um, um, And apparently these are all up for pre-order now as well online. Um, you can go to Entertainment Earth and that now and uh, book the whole set, mm-hmm. pre-order them. So that's... Uh, if these things are something you want to collect, I suggest getting onto it now because some of this stuff, especially exclusives, they are going to go really fast. Mm hmm. Especially that Malcolm. <laughs> uh, Alright.
2: Ready to get into 79. Sure. Alright. As we enter minute 78 of the Lost World, vibrations could be seen in the puddles in the camp area. Inside the tent, Sarah woke, feeling the same vibrations. As we start on minute 79 of The Lost World, the camera keeps pulling back from Sarah's face and she realises what the pounding sound is and says, oh no. At 78 minutes and 11 seconds, she looks up at a jacket swinging in the breeze at the top of the tent and the dark red marks of the baby's blood. At 78 minutes and 15 seconds, we cut back out to the stream bed where Malcolm's still walking backwards. Each fud sends ripples through nearby puddles. At 78 minutes and 28 seconds we cut back inside the tent, where Sarah's madly putting chocolate wrappers and food inside Ziploc bags to hide the scent. She puts the bag underneath the tent's canvas floor and reaches over to turn off the light. At 78 minutes and 36 seconds, as she turns the light off, a large silhouette of the male Tyrannosaur can be seen coming across the tent wall. At 78 minutes and 50 seconds, we see the Tyrannosaur's head emerge at the tent door, and it lulls down to sniff the opening. And as minute 79 ends, it slowly pokes its nose through the open tent door and growls. Carrying on from 78,
1: we sort of cut to Sarah in the tent here and sort of hearing the footsteps and the fud of the uh, tyrannosaurs approaching. And um, we just get that slow pullback of the camera. She's realising slowly her mistake. And then uh, Mm. she realises and says, oh no cut to a POV of her, looking up at her jacket, just sort of swinging in the breeze above the tent, or hanging above her, and she just sits there and stares at it, (laughs) realising.
2: Yeah.
1: I love how she's sort of... The the jacket's just hanging, again, trying to dry in the humidity, but above where they're sleeping, (laughs) so... Normally you hang wet clothes, there's a pool of water underneath them, from where the water drips out of them. Yeah, right. But it's
0: not really... It's
1: not really wet so much as it is just damp, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, as far as we know, it's been a good half a day since that rain, or even it's the next night, so... Yeah. They've gone all day in the in the sun or in the heat. Mm-hmm. But um, we get a quick shot of her looking across at Sarah, uh, across at Kelly, and it was interesting here, they're, they're both in two different sleeping positions. When the shot opens up and Sarah's looking up at the jacket, she's sort of laying on her side with her head under her arm, Mm-hmm. And um and Kelly's on her back, I think. But then as we cut to this shot, Sarah's sort of lying on her back, looking up at the shirt, and hasn't moved. That we see anyway. Um, but just they must have shot this different different scenes, different takes. Um,
0: oh, I'm sure they did this in a couple of takes.
1: Yeah, because yeah. we cut outside to Ian as he sort of continuing to walk backwards up the creek, and looks down, sees the puddle ripping again, and. Mm-hmm. recognises. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and we get that slow sort of zoom in past past his head. And we get the score which really starts to intensify here as well. Mm-hmm. There's some soft drums in the background which I really love. Yeah. And then we heard hear the birds screaming off and, and flying off in the jungle.
0: I think those are the same white birds that are always kind of flocking around in every Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean you look at them and say it must be some animator's signature because they're in who works on the Jurassic Park movies, because they seem to be in every one of them.
1: Yeah, well, we talked about that when they were up in the high hide and the transeurs were approaching. The um, Yeah. The same thing there. So sort the of same birds, same noise anyway.
0: Oh, That time we saw the birds, this time we only hear hear them, I think.
1: Yeah, yep. Which is a nice yeah. little callback to that that a lot of people wouldn't pick up on.
0: No, but it's something that's great for the fans to hunt for, you know?
1: Mm. But um, I
0: do like the, the shot of this jungle here, you know? With the puddles laying around and the grasses laying at the edge of the dried-up creek bed.
1: Yeah, and again, it's an all set. And when yeah. when Ian's sort of walking up the stream, walk, walking backwards in that here and in the previous minute, you can just hear his feet sort of walking on the pebbles. Um, that sound you get when you're walking up a stream or a creek bed. It's just... Yeah. Whether that's actually recorded from him doing that or if it's folly work afterwards, they've had yeah. that sound in. It's just... Again, one of those little details, it's fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Spielberg really knows how to create a good implicit horror, especially in this scene where you just get a lot of shots of the characters just staring at nothing, you know? I mean, the tension is palpable.
1: Mm, yep. Yeah. And when you've got good actors, they can sit there and act like this against nothing because they can't hear this. This is all being added afterwards. <laughs> Um, yeah. or it's a ball and a stick <laughs> that they've got to act against as well and we see a lot of that from Malcolm here in a minute where the Tyrannosaur appears but um, the camera sort of passes past his face and focuses on mm. a tent that's be sort of behind him uh, interestingly if it's door open um, that those balmy nights you want to get a bit of airflow for your tent I'm guessing but um,
0: yeah,
1: we cut back into the tent and Sarah's madly placing all the chocolate wrappers in, <laughs> in Ziploc bags which mm-hmm is that what kind of late now (laughs) is that what um the tyrannosaur was coming in for (laughs) like you'd think you'd think you'd throw the chocolate at the door and use it as bait or something or just a distraction at least yeah really
0: um i mean i guess it's kind of national instincts if you if it was a bear attack you'd want to hide that yeah yeah but this isn't a bear
1: and that's (laughs) yeah and that's what her with her experience of African predators, sort of same thing. If there's any mm-hmm. sort of food or any any some anything that can allure a predator into your camp, you want to hide, try and master smell. Um
2: yeah.
1: unfortunately that jacket's still hanging above her head. But she uh she puts it under the canvas and reaches over to turn off the camp light that was still running. And we mm-hmm. cut to a real nice side view here of them in the tent with the uh the moonlight sort of comes comes up bright as she turns the light off and uh just as yeah. she just as she does the uh that big head of the tyrannosaur sort of silhouettes across the tent
0: yeah like i said it, it's a great moment of implicit horror here where we get this shot of the t-rex head and then E malcolm just staring at nothing mm. you know i mean it reminds me a lot of jaws where the all where the uh schneider uh Matt hooper all that and had to just kind of stare off in the middle of the ocean, looking at nothing, pretending to look at a shark. Mm.
1: And that, getting back to the filming stuff before, again, a lot of that stuff was filmed in the bay where they will 50 meters off the beach, or yeah, 100, really. 100 meters off the beach, and they just always had to keep stuff pointed out.
0: Yeah, every time a sailboat came into view, they <laughs> had to turn off the camera. <laughs> uh.
1: But yeah, as you said, we sort of get the, sl- the cutty to Ian as he's standing in the creek, and he's just sort of looking. He can see it now at the tent, um, and he sort of gasps gasps for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we're back inside again to um, Sarah, and she sort of pulls her hand in under the sleeping bag as the Rex head lowers to the tent opening, and it starts to peer in. And I just I love you, too, on the tent, how it's got the engine logo on it. Like They really slap that thing on everything.
2: Yeah, right. and
1: it, it goes back to one of the early minutes where we are talking about the logo on that and how you are saying that the InGen logo more than anything is the logo for this film because it's everywhere
0: <laughs> it is and it, it's kind of um, how the Jurassic Park logo was pretty much everywhere for the first film on the jeeps, on the hard hats on the toys, on the on everything you know, here it's InGen mm. and so I was. Uh, so like I said in the previous minute I was associated this movie with the engine logo.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. But uh, as we as we end a minute, the, uh, the the snout sort of comes down and pushes on the canvas mm-hmm. door, and um, and that's where the minute ends. But it's about to get serious. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I do love that shot of the eye just rolling into the uh, shot.
1: And it and looks
0: the way it's firm. The way the animatronic is filmed with the ridge, out uh, with the uh, brow ridge. It gives the Rex a very, very angry look.
1: Mm. Yeah, and that eye that eye looks directly at it too. <laughs> mm. uh, anything else on 79 you want to get to before we get out of here for the day?
0: No, I think we're good.
1: All right. All right, guys. Let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website thelostworldminute.com. Feedback to gmail.com, Facebook The Lost World Minutes, Twitter at thelostworldminutes, and Instagram The Lost World Minutes. Easy to remember. Yeah, yep, yeah, very easy to right. remember. <laughs> uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. You're welcome. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Goodbye. Talk to you later. Bye. It is
0: absolutely imperative.